Hello, hello. Here we are again, coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha, and this time with the Paranormal World Show. You know, the show that helps people step out of the box and try to look around and try to find out what in the world is out there that I was not told about. And yeah, we're going to start dipping our toe into that one again tonight. Uh, my name is Augie, and... Uh, I'm the host here tonight, and uh, we are going to have some really di interesting discussions here because we have a phenomenal guest. Her uh, name is Nancy Thames, and uh, she has had some phenomenal experiences from early on through her life of an extraterrestrial, maybe interdimensional or ultra-dimensional origin. And I don't know how to sort those out, but maybe we can have some help on that. And uh, for those of you out there that uh, looking to find out how you can connect with us, go to broadcastteamalpha.com and send us a message from there and we'll get it and we'll get back to you. And... Uh, and also, if you see us on uh, YouTube at the best place, because there is where we can uh, also, uh, you can participate in the show. You can ask questions and we can answer them while the show is going on. So um, just do that. That's the better one for us. And uh, I want to introduce the guest at uh, Nancy Thames. Nancy is a former Department of Defense employee. She has lived many places around the world, and now she is coming out and talking about her experiences with many different types of extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, or uh, whatever we may call them out there. We don't really know. And uh, she has, uh, has been many different accounts and many different contacts. Uh, they were not abductions. They were more like visits, invitations, and uh, or just plain came in to check up on her, say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, is things going okay? Or uh, is it too much for you? Because you could come back with us. Now, that would be a phenomenal invitation. If I had that one, I don't know what I would do. I'm not so sure. Anyway, uh, and these some of them are spiritual beings. Some of them are very physical, like you and me. And some of them are interdimensionals, and some of them are not. So uh, let's get into this story. So welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you. Proud to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun because the extraterrestrial presence is one of my favorite things to talk about because they uh, it is so different from what people experience in day-to-day -day life. And I've had uh, the experience as you have had when you talk to somebody that know nothing about it, or don't even care, or don't want to know, if you mention extraterrestrials to them, 
their eyes roll back in the head and they glaze over and they stumble <laughs> away from you. They just don't know what to do with it. And it's kind of, you just stand there and shake your head and wish them well on their way. But exactly. how did all of this start for you? The very first experience maybe that you had that you couldn't explain. Well, when I was a toddler, I'd say around two, three years old, I would remember um, being visited and they would get my hand and we would exit out through my bedroom through either a window or through the ceiling or you know, go through a doorway sometimes. And they would come and they would make it. It was like playtime. It was very fun. And I remember, especially even around holidays, they would come sometimes too. And a lot of times um, I would even go try to wake my mother and father up and say, there's little beings in my room and I, I, they might want my new suitcase that I had gotten for Christmas. And I was like, I don't want to leave it in the bedroom. And they're like, well, they're not going to take your suitcase. What are you talking about? So, you know, they thought it was just um, imaginary friends, things of that nature. And they would always just say, go back to bed. You're having a very imaginative dream. So, and I would. And so this went on for a long time. And they would get me and they would fly me over like cities. And I'd look down and they'd look at me and say, these are your cities. These are yours. And I would say, am I a princess? And they would indicate to me, yes, you're a princess. And so I would be flying over and seeing all these things. And I remember having playtime and just doing little um Basically, I was being watched a whole lot. Like when they got me on craft, I was being watched a whole lot. Um, and I didn't really know who the people were, but I knew that and I was aware that I was being watched. But I had the, this one female gray that's always been with me. And she spent a lot of time with me when I was younger. But um, as I've gotten older, um, when I got to be about say junior high age, seventh, eighth grade, something of this nature. And I started, um, you know, reading books on my own and been reading stories about extraterrestrials and then seeing different movies and of course, Star Trek and things of this nature. And then all of a sudden I began to get scared. So I was even scared to go to the bathroom by myself at night because I was afraid I was going to walk into them or whatever. And I would keep my covers up, up over my head. And so, and I, I remember, you know, this happened. Um, I would remember this and then all of a sudden, you know, it would be like I would black out and that's all I would remember. Mm -hmm. So this went on all through junior high and through high school and the older I got, I did get more conscious time of seeing them and realizing exactly what was happening. And I realized that, you know, I couldn't avoid this by covering my head. It made no difference mm -hmm. by trying to stay up late. You know, that makes no difference. There's there's no way around it. So uh, as I got into my early 20s, then I was seeing them more, con you know, seeing them in their actual image. And so I said, I want to know 
why this is happening to me. I want to know what what the purpose of this is. What is this all about? And what is the agenda? So as I got older, they took me before a group of elders. And I was probably in my late 20s at this point. I'd say around 27, 28 years old. They took me before and they were addressed as elders. And they were of different dimensions, um, from different dimensions, and they were from different races. And so when I went to them and I uh, asked, I want to know why me? What is the purpose of this and what does it mean? And they told me that I had made an agreement before being born as a human to be here at this particular time for humanity to help assist for humanity to realize that we are not alone. We've never been alone. And for them to understand that they were here to assist and help and that they have very good intentions for humanity and that there would be a lot of misinformation that had been fed before the interdimensionals get here. And so it was a pivotal moment for me and others like me to be here to help humanity to understand Mm -hmm. what this what the meaning of all this is what the agenda is and my purpose so when they were telling me this I was like well I I I was like can you explain to me about me making an agreement before I came here I knew nothing of these things so they showed me a vision of myself in kind of a non-physical form and where I uh, was it, like, waiting. And then at the right time, they told me, okay, it's time. You are going to go into your human experience now. And when you are alive there, you will not remember any of this. So, and they said, and someday we will back, when you get older, we will be there to explain all this to you again, but you will not remember. So you'll be like starting all over with all this. Mm. And so, Okay, so I finally got it. So um, I understood that. So, but then as I was getting closer to 30s and early 30s, um, you know, being a human being, just like anybody else, I had personal things happen. Uh, I went through two divorces and it was very traumatic to me. I thought it was the end of the world at the time. And, and they would appear to me and they would say to me, you do if this ever gets to be too much for you, you can always come home. And to be honest with you, it did not resonate with me. I was so upset and I heard what they said, but I didn't put the two and two together. So later on, um, here I am now, uh, and I noticed in my 50s, they started giving me more information and more conscious time. And I started piecing it all together. And now I realize Although this is my home now for my human experience, I was an extraterrestrial before I came here. And I was one of many incarnated here from, they have incarnates from all different races to come here and represent the group of interdimensionals and positive good (laughs) extraterrestrials that want humanity to ascend and want to see us to develop intellectually and um learn to change a lot of ways that that our so-called governments and beings over us have 
we've grown into a system that's really not good for us. And yeah. we need to change a lot of ways and realize we've outgrown um, being manipulated like puppets and working like nine to five and all these different things. But in the long run, they basically wanted me to understand that if I ever wanted to come home, I could. And I finally understand now that I have a family there that's waiting there for me. Yeah. But I have a family here and it's very important. I'm a grandmother and a mother. So I have to balance both of these things. And at this point in my life, I can't imagine leaving this family. So there is no choice in my mind right now because my grandchildren and my children are, are the most important thing. And they respect that and they approve. They want me to enjoy yeah. my experience yeah. here as much as possible. And so I know that I know a lot more in my subconscious than I know in my conscious memory because I do have to balance these things and not be swayed one way or the other because my my mission here is not over. It's just beginning yep. with disclosure. So. I can understand that. And the uh, chances are maybe that's why you could use a hypnosis session so you can go back. I and want, I want a, to do that. Yeah. Have, have a look at that because there is there are answers. And uh, some of them are really wild out there. So uh, that could be an interesting experience. But you mentioned something earlier about okay. you were just a little girl when you were taken up the first time. And what did they look like? You mentioned the gray, but okay. others also? Okay. What I have figured out and a lot my by the way, my two sons are experiencers, especially my oldest son. So uh, we have actually been in the same room, but different when the the three that come for me, Grays travel in threes. Okay. The three that come for me, one is a female and she's been with me all my life. And possibly my extraterrestrial life before that, she may have been with me. We have a very close bond. Um, she is a gray hybrid. She's about four to five foot. And she is cold feeling and feels like a dolphin. Um, she is always with me. The other two, I don't really relate to. They are just kind of with her, you know, reinforcement for her. But she is the one that I'm bonded with. Mm -hmm. So. When, she, when they come for me, if my son is in the same room or cabin in a different part of the house, if he wakes up because he's aware of their presence, they tell him, this is not about you. And vice versa. When we were in Mexico back in September, the first night, a group of grays came for my son. And I woke up and raised up and they were not my normal three and they took their hand and pressed on my shoulder and told me mentally telepathically lay back down this is not about you so his escorts are totally his mine or totally mine and 
Why that is, I don't know, but it does make a lot of sense because she has been with me forever and I feel mm-hmm. so bonded to her. And um, so my, my, I know that she is a hybrid and that the interdimensionals who are of many different races and humanoids, there are tall grays. Um, I've seen some positive reptilians. Um, they're also involved. Um, but the interdimensionals made a hybrid from the tall grays because the density of earth is, is very hard for the interdimensionals to do the back and forth. So they created the alien hybrid to do the legwork, the escort and back and forth. So they don't have a problem with the density here. So they are, they do the legwork. So once I get on craft, really don't see her until time to come back home. So once up there, then I'm around the interdimensionals. And of course they are of, they are quite different than her. She is more, I know people say that a lot of the grace seem robotic and things of this nature, but they are biological. I do know that she is a biological, but she is a hybrid. And she, that is what she was designed for is an escort for contactees. So, but when you get with the interdimensionals, they speak to you uh, telepathic, but it's different. You can sense whether it's male or female and it, it, it comes across as different. Just like if they were talking, it would be, you can tell. And mm-hmm. I can sense inflection in their voice where with the hybrid okay. gray, my female ET mother that I call her, mm-hmm. it's more she speaks to me in my mind, but I know it's her, but it doesn't, she doesn't really sound, I don't have any, it doesn't sound like anything that I would remember really. I know what she's saying. It sounds like you have developed a, um, a fundamental trust with them. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I have. And they Mm -hmm. have in me, but again, I realized, um, for example, when we were in Mexico and my son and I were in a cabin on the side of a cliff and um, when they came for me and I um, all of a sudden I was conscious and I was standing there holding hands with my, the female gray that I call my easy mother. And I started running my fingers through hers like this. And then I was rubbing the top of her hand and I looked at her and I said, oh, you're cold. And she didn't say anything to me. She just stood there. And then all of a sudden we see Chris over across the room with all these covers. And he's like on the bed trying to get up, but he can't because they have him in a paralysis state. And he's just like, and it was, now it's hysterical. But at the time I was I was like, I said his name and I was like, Chris, you know, and I was like that motherly thing, you know, that comes out and, and, you know, wanting him to be a part of this experience and us have one together, but no, that's not what, that was not the agenda. Mm -hmm. And there is no negotiating. And they quickly, once they sense my anxiety and fear of wondering about why he couldn't get up, they tapped me out. 
and put me in a subconscious state. So, uh-huh. okay. yeah. So, yeah. So now the grays, you know, in a general term, <laughs> the grays have gotten a bad rap, maybe. Yes. Because they are uh, very often associated with abductions and also medical procedures. But that's usually the smaller and the taller one. The in-betweens, like you're talking about now, are they different? Because they're really small ones. They are not even, they're grown in vats. They are just mechanical mm-hmm. little, uh, almost like robots. Well, when when my children were small, we were on a vacation at Key West in Florida, and we were staying on the beach at a Marriott hotel. And I woke up because I sensed, I, I, I get a overwhelming feeling when they're present and I raised up. And there were three very short grays and they took me and pressed me back down in the bed and put me in a paralysis state. And they were short and they had robes with high collars and I could not speak. I could not do anything, but they went over and got my two children that night and um, I went to sleep. And then so the next day when we woke up, we went to breakfast and I asked my boys, I said, did y'all have any strange dreams or anything you want to talk about? And they were just eating their pancakes and no, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, no. So I decided not to fret over it because no harm had been done um, and they didn't seem to remember it. So but yeah. I, I I did witness that. On one hand, it was very upsetting at the time. But now thinking back, I am proud that I did get to witness it, you know, and know that that they were part of this, too. And, you yeah. know, I know that uh, these kinds of things often follow uh, generational uh, different from grandfather to father or to you you know, down the road. Uh, did your parents have anything like this happen? Or did they ever say? Well, when I was young, my father and I, and to this day, we always have very deep conversations about the fact that there's no way we're alone in the universe and having all these conversations about these type things. And I, I've always had a fascination with these thoughts and, and, you know, and I always looked at the stars and, and had a sense of, of feeling I belong there. So I think that they did, but with their generation, it was not the time. So they don't have a lot of conscious memory of it. Yeah. And it was considered dreams and of this nature because it just was not the right time so but they their purpose i guess was to raise me and yeah. and then the extra you know interdimensionals extraterrestrials took over you know from after my birth and so they played their part but it was not their time for them to be more conscious of all these things uh, I am a little more suspicious than the average bear. So I'm kind of thinking they did have some experiences, but they just didn't want to alarm you about it. So they kept Absolutely. it Absolutely. Yeah. That generation, they just didn't talk about a lot of things. You know, yeah. there's just yeah. some things that 
you brushed under the rug and stayed within the family. You know, you just don't discuss certain things. So. Yeah. Now, you also have been on the ships. Yes. So uh, tell us, what did it look like? Were there paintings on the wall? Were there all white corridors and curved corridors with round ships? Or were there, did they, did you, oh, hey, I'm a pilot. I got to ask you. Did they ever take you to the cockpit? No, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, I, I have been in craft and I would see us floating to get to craft. And on the outside, it, it just looked like a rather medium-sized craft. But when you go inside, the thing becomes a whopper of a craft. It's like it, it's bigger than what your eye it, it's hard to explain but it's it's what we see and then what it actually is is a totally different thing mm. and to me it's everything seemed very bright very lit up but not in a direct light hurt your eye kind of way it's more of a natural lit everything lit but you would see no light bulbs or, or or no lamps, you know, but it was lit, yeah. well lit. And everything very sterile, clean. And it, to me, and everybody has different perceptions, and I know that, but to me, everything seemed white, white and bright. Yeah. And I remember somebody else said uh, he was joking about it and say we got onto the ship, everything was lit up. But I didn't see any light switch anywhere. There's no light switches. And yeah. there's no indication of, you don't know where the light source is coming from. It's just yeah. all light. It's, so it's it's amazing. I mean, you can sit, you know, it's like people say, why don't you take something? Why don't you, why don't you have your camera? When something like this happens, first of all, you don't know when it's going to happen. Second of all, when you get in there and you're looking at this craft and you're looking at things that we don't have here on Earth, you don't think about it. I am in awe, in awe and just yeah. touching yeah. And, uh, and looking and, you know, and I should pay better attention. And and I going, I'm going to do this. I've been saying this now and I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay a better attention to the group of peers that are watching me. Yeah. I have been afraid to. It's just like when they used to come get me, I would keep my eyes closed. And that's something else I, that might resonate with some people listening. As, um, first of all, when they would come, I would feel their, an overwhelming feeling of their presence. But then I would feel my covers being pulled off of me. Then I would feel a vibration from head to toe, toe to head several times. And so after that, then all of a sudden, I would feel my body start to float up. And so when I would start to float up, then I would open my eyes mm -hmm. and I would be holding hands with, with, with my female uh, gray mm -hmm. mother. And then she would carry me up through the roof or through ceilings. And I never, and I would look down and my bed was empty. So it was physically happening. And I never understood until later on 
exactly what that was and the reason for that. But now I understand when they were vibrating me from head to toe, toe to head, they were changing my vibrational frequency to their frequency. So once my, they change my body to their frequency, then I could go through just the ceiling and the roof and the window or whatever like they do. Yeah. But in our 3D, I, I would not be able to. So they, they were yeah. changing my frequency. Yeah, so. you, you couldn't remain in 3D because then you'd be colliding with the wall. But uh, here we're at the bottom of the hour. So uh, uh, let me say something to the ones that accidentally joined us late. You missed you missed a good part because we are talking to Nancy Thames. She is talking about her extraterrestrial experiences, both with the interdimensionals and extra or ultra terrestrials, as well as being on their ship. And uh, this is getting interesting. So, I uh, I also want to ask you when you. There's been a communication. What do did they ever say anything about their spiritual knowledge? I, I'm sure they have outgrown God by now, but is there something spiritual that they believe is bigger than themselves? Yes, they do. And and it's I have become a very spiritual person through this process mm -hmm. and this has been years of grooming me into this and i'm very spiritual they all have souls even the hybrid that they created for to escort me she has a soul um they all have souls and they believe in a creator source so their creator source would be what we call god but unlike us their creator source but they look at it quite differently and he is the creator of everything in the whole universe and everything so they don't have these man-made different religions and things of this nature so but yes they believe in creator source mm -hmm. yeah that is uh from what I hear from other abductees or other people that has been invited onto ships to, to visit with extraterrestrials, they uh, they say the same thing. There is there's something good out there that created all of this, and we are the ones that is abusing it. Yes, that was one of the main reasons why they orchestrated my son and I to go to Mexico. They we traveled to Mexico City, and then we took a short flight over to um, Oaxaca, which is on the southern Pacific side, lower, real low south of Mexico. And then we rode a shuttle bus up into the mountains, three hours up into the mountains. And when we got up there, it was not touristy, um, no ATMs, no computers, no phones, um, you know, it, and nobody spoke English. So we should have been a little better prepared for that, but we weren't. So we made do. But the thing is, they orchestrated this whole trip for my son and I to go there because they wanted us both to experience seeing a uh, um, uh, indigenous tribe called the Zapotec. 
and they are also called the people of the clouds and they're indigenous tribe in Mexico. And they're as old as the Incas and the Mayans. And they were on the verge of ascension. And all of a sudden it stopped because of their younger generation. They decided to move away and not um, learn their ancestral ways and carry on their culture. So Basically, they decided to leave the mountain and go down to Mexico City or venture off into the United States or Europe or Canada because they are fascinated with technology and materialistic ways. So there they wanted me to see the impact that if technology is mismanaged or representative yeah. wrong, that we could lose a lot of qualities about ourselves that we yeah. can have the best of both worlds, but we cannot give up our qualities of life, our, our good qualities. And we can't, we have to be in charge and use our brain intelligently. <clears throat> and we can use these things as tools as long as they remain tools. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they also wanted us to understand and go out into the dense forest. And they wanted us to understand that. Earth is a living being. Trees are a living being. Water is a living being. Everything is a living being. And humans are a very small fraction of what's important about our planet to them. Mm -hmm. the, what they love is everything. They love our trees. They love our flowers, our jungles, our plant, just fields of sunflowers they love everything the air the water animals so when we start playing with technology that can harm us and wipe us out it would also do to nature and also would ripple out into the universe and you know they want us to realize that these things are wrong that we need to love our planet and she will be good back to us if we respect her. And they want us to take better care of our oceans and our air. And so the animals can, you know, they love all the animals and everything. So they want, yeah. they're not going to let us play with nuclear technology because that would disrupt the balance of earth in general. And they will yeah. not allow that. And also it would ripple into space and they will not allow that either. So, there's more than just us that they love about our planet. You yeah. know, they, they love our planet and they had a part of, of our being created here and of all the plants and the animals here. So mm -hmm. it's very important to them. Yeah. Uh, I can absolutely see that now on your website, um, by the way, uh, your website is timefordisclosure.com how much more appropriate could it be than that yes <laughs> timefordisclosure.com you should go there folks and sign up for get on her email list so you can get newsletters and when she creates new stuff but on there you mentioned something that caught my eye and that is all the lower realm et there was the higher dimensional beings and lower dimensional beings. Yes. Do they get along or? No, no. Um, the lower rim dimension, the lower rim extraterrestrials. And first of all, let me explain this. 
there are many different races of grays in the 60s, different races, um, reptilians, many different races, Arturians, many different races, Nordics, many different races. Yeah. Not all of them love humanity, humans. And there is the lower rim extraterrestrials, which um, one race of greys, uh, a race of reptilians. And then um, I think that Anunnaki may fall into a lower rim, but I, I don't really know of them being negative towards humanity at all. So I don't know. So we'll just leave that at that. But the the grays and the reptilians and what the fraction of humanity that are, say, the black hats or Illuminati or, or parts of government that really want to keep a thumb down on humanity and not let us intellectually grow and thrive. Um, by keeping us dumbed down, they make a lot of money off of us. Yep. Healthy people make no money for the pharmaceutical companies. So it, for those people, us being dumb and sick all the time makes them money. So, <clears throat> and the, what I understand, this lower rim of extraterrestrials are stuck in our solar system. Mm -hmm. So they are in power they control our governments and all these things right now. And we are puppets to them. So if, if once we become intelligent and outgrow these ways of working nine to five and taking these synthetic medications and realizing that our foods have so many toxins and our water has so many toxins and we will learn to start living a different lifestyle and becoming aware more of our surroundings these type beings are keep they want to keep us done because that's the only control they have right now and once we're outsmart them we don't need them anymore they have no place left so that's why we're having a war right yeah. now and why they keep humanity through our social media they keep everything in a stir they only show you all bad news they don't want us to have good vibrational positive attitudes they want to keep us negative and uh, always feeling pulled apart and yeah. that's the thing is we are all one if we take off our human costumes we all are energy beings and we look alike so the interdimensionals want to introduce us back to who we are let us go within and remember who we are and start to live a better life our yep. lives will last longer and we will eat better. We will become galactic humans and well-respected within the universe with yes. their assistance. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, now also there is, um, I imagine they have not told you anything about this, but is there anything in their communication that can indicate something in the future. Now, let me qualify that question a little bit. Usually they don't tell you anything like that, but they are here. They are here to help us develop ourselves and grow into a higher consciousness state. Exactly. So all those people that say the earth is going to end next week on Tuesday at 2.15 in the afternoon, 
I don't see that happening. But have they said anything about their mission or something that could indicate to us that there is things in the future we, we should be aware of? I know that they are full of love. And I know that there's they realize that humanity, there's a lot of innocent bystanders that, and there's some indigenous tribes that know nothing of wars, know nothing of technology, and they are not going to hold them responsible yeah. because of their station of, of yeah. intellectual growth, of evolution. Mm. And that is the main thing. They're waiting for the whole of humanity before they contact us face-to-face -face here on Earth because some of us know a lot more than others, but they don't hold that against the people because it's sort of like they're not guilty just because of their association. Um, you could be in Russia, and but they're not going to hold because put, Putin pushes, threatens to push a button. They're not going to hold that against the innocent bystanders. I do yeah. know that. Yeah. They care about humans. <clears throat> they care mm -hmm. about humanity. And they do know that there's certain fractions that don't have our best interests. They know everything. They know it all. Yeah. This disclosure is going to happen and they are going to land as far as what day, what time and where I do not know. You know, I do not know. Yeah. Well, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, yes. there it is. Is. And it's very soon because uh, I think so there they have notified us that uh they're coming by in 20, uh, probably 27 or before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I think also that uh, they have their structure. They have to take care of themselves also. Yes. We have grown to a technology now that we're, we are dangerous to them. Yes. yes. And they don't but, want to harm us, but push come to shove. So that's the thing people have to realize that they have to take all these considerations into play, you know, because yes, they have to protect themselves. Yeah. And, and, and they're not a, they don't, they're, what's the word I want to use? They're not uh, a warlike races at all, but they will protect if they have to. Yeah, they're not gonna. That's why they're waiting on us, and that's why people like me. And I think there's probably a million people like me that have incarnated here, and all of us wake up at different times. But they have us on a very high frequency. So part of our job is to help teach people to raise their frequency by being yeah. more positive. And trying to stay away from negative things on your television, because if you put in your mind all these negative things, negative things are going to happen around you. You kind of create your own yeah. reality. So the goal is to learn to create positive realities, learn to look at the good things instead of just focusing on bad. So. Yeah. It's a different way of life and a different way of thinking, and it will not happen overnight, but it will happen, you know. Well, yeah. 
Well, they, they've already made themselves known. It's just that governments, they deny, deny, deny. That's what they, all they do. Yeah. Well, but I would say to the people out there that is totally on the side of what we're discussing, for those of you that worry that aliens going to come here yeah. and invade us, think about it. How totally asinine that would be if they want to get take over earth they would have done it a hundred two three four hundred years ago when we could not shoot them out of the sky exactly they've yeah. been here longer than we have yeah, yeah. so, so they've watched over us and and we are the the reason why it's now is because we are at a pivotal point of where some decisions could be bad or good. Yeah. And we are intelligent enough to know they are not gods and they are not here to fix all our mistakes. They see us as children. And when we have our child and our child makes a mistake, it, he or she has to suffer the consequences and learn from these mistakes. They are here to advise us and guide us. And yeah. help us because they've seen other races in the universe that have gone the wrong way and have destroyed themselves. And yes. they don't want that to happen to us. And uh, the rumor on the street is that we have done that also six times before. I've heard that too. And I totally believe it because yeah. there's too yeah. much indications. And yeah. There's gonna, evidence. I'm going to ask you also in your communication with them did they ever say anything about themselves their governance structure their society structure or uh, even uh, protection in form of military or anything like that of their I know, society i know that there's the group of elders and they are like a council of elders from different races in different dimensions, or they could be all higher dimensions. I really don't know. I just know that they are interdimensional and of different races. And so I would think they would probably have representatives for each group, but I don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. They haven't mentioned anything. No. Like that. Mm -hmm. I, I can see why they wouldn't. They, that's an issue that not necessarily for purpose of spiritual growth need to be brought up. Right. So basically, I'm here to do what I'm doing. And I guess I'm giving information on a need to know basis. And I don't need to know too much um, to keep my harmony and balance between being a human and, but also knowing I have an extraterrestrial consciousness and a, and a human consciousness, but also um, no harm can come to me because I don't know more than what they want me to know. Yeah, and they would never put me in harm. Yeah, and if you haven't asked, you know, they probably wouldn't tell you. So. Uh... I guess you're not as nosy as I am because I would have had a load of questions. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did buckle down, you know, the one time and, and they took me before the elders. But um, I don't know. It may come a point where there may be some things that I really need to know. And I may yeah. do that again. I mean, and, yeah. and they are very, I'll have to say, they adapt everything to try to make this whole experience the best they can it does not happen overnight 
it's not something you can just do, but it's something you have to grow into. But they are very patient. And I, mm-hmm. I, I see that they're that way with humanity. Yeah. And they're willing to, they will not force humanity before the overall, before they're waiting for our frequencies to rise up to a higher vibrational frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hopefully other people like me will hear me and it will encourage them to yeah. start doing their part, you know, to help humanity. That makes sense. Uh, I got another thought that um, has come up ever so often. I have discovered that there is no such thing as death. There is no a transition from one existence to another one. What are they saying to you about incarnations? Okay. Well, for one, I was incarnated here as, from an extraterrestrial. So, and I was a light being before I remember seeing myself as a light being. So, but all right. So, we are in a human vessel. This is a temporary. The human experience is very short compared to any other experiences, even with animals here on Earth. Some of them have longer lives. Um, It's kind of different, but anyway, but most humanoids have longer lifespans by far. So for the human experience, once we leave our vessel, our soul and our consciousness goes to creator source. When we're, at Creator Source, we go before the council group of elders, and it is a decision is made whether we return and experience more here on earth for whatever reason some people need to experience. Um, or if they've experienced their earth experience, they can choose to be a type of animal or they could choose to be a extraterrestrial. So once you've kind of experienced all these things and you feel, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm content. You can Mm -hmm. stay in your etheric non-physical being and and you'll be up around the highest dimension. And that's where you will spend the rest of your time. unless you choose to do something different. Mm -hmm. And that's where creator source is up in that area. Yes he or she they don't specify yeah Yeah, i i have heard some people say that you know why in the world did i come here in a rational stupidity how it how did i agree to come here and reincarnate well maybe that in their time frame this life here only is that long So it doesn't last that long, and everything that happens here are only experiences, and not good or bad, just experiences. So when we come back home, then we look back at Earth and say, gosh, that was interesting. How in the world could that happen? I cut my left arm off. Man, oh man, how stupid was that? Now, you look at it like an experience. It wasn't horrible anymore. Being human is a school. We are in school. We are all living experiences. Mm -hmm. And most of these experiences that we face 
or, or experience are made, the decisions are made before we come here. So some people have shorter stays than others, and they made these choices before, which is, yeah. is, is very bizarre. But, you know, and for me to know that I have family waiting on me and that if when I die here, I know where I'm going. It's, I mean, I, it's amazing. And, yeah. and, and it, it's a shame everybody doesn't understand that when we die here, it is not over. It's another beginning. Yep. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, but, yeah, that's you know, there's a lot of things that we have been lied to about and, a lot of misinformation and all these things will come to light as we become more intellectually attuned. And, and we're going to start being aware and seeing things because in our 3d world, there's a whole lot of things going on right here around us that we don't even see. There could be an extraterrestrial spaceship parked right here in, in my living room and we wouldn't see it. But that doesn't mean these things aren't happening. So as we evolve and if once we start eating healthier and consuming better things, our pineal gland will start to activate again. And then we will become more telepathic and we will start to see things. And this is the way we were intended to be. And all these things are dumbed down and suppressed in us, but they are tweaking our DNA and helping us. Um, you know, we are evolving. I can see it. Uh, yeah. Other people may not realize it, but I can see it. Yeah. And we will go into the fourth and fifth dimension and not even realize it. It will be so subtle to the eye and it will happen so gradually that it just happens and it, and we, we expand with it. You know, yeah. it's amazing. The, what I have discovered is that the re, the way to find out that when you have made that transition into the fifth dimensional area, because there's many different levels of it, the reason you can know that is but things start working. It's not as hard as here. You can create, think about doing something, and the next day you can see, wow, that was easy. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Everything is it is made with intention and perfect design. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And we are just blooming into these things and it's going to be beautiful. It is going to be beautiful and it will not happen overnight. But what we're doing is we're creating a stepping stone for the rest of humanity for our grandchildren and our grandchildren's children. It has to start with us. It's time. They are here and we are starting this and it's going to run full cycle. How it all happens, I don't know. Yeah. But it's going to happen. It's and it's going, going to, to be happen. beautiful. And we have everything in the world to look forward to. This is the most beautiful time to be a human being to experience this. Yes. It's amazing. It's it's gonna be momentous. Thinking about everything that we are going through and they 
extraterrestrial, interdimensionals, and so on, what they are helping us do, what is their overall message for mankind? If you, can, if, if you can specify. Yeah. Respect Mother Earth. Be kinder to each other. Um, try to live better lives. Try to be a better human being. Um, you know, and, and teach your children to be respectful and, and to everything is alive. They take their hands out and they say everything is alive. Everything is connected. We are all connected. Everything. So with that in mind, we should just be proud to be here on Earth and love our planet and love each other and always try to find the positive in things. And as we become more positive, we will vibrate at a higher frequency. And when we start vibrating, others around us will want to have that same energy it sort of bleeds over to everybody and before you know it all of humanity will start to be this way and it's just it's it sounds like something that can't happen but it can we are capable yeah. of doing anything and they will not give up on us and i am not giving up on us that's good that's yeah good. it's just it's and going to be it's going to happen absolutely and we are not alone we are not alone they are walking around here with us. I have them right here in the house. I can see them as shadow people right at yes. my 90 degrees. And mm -hmm. when I look over there, of course, you know, they're gone because now you're looking at the center of the retina. The periphery can pick up higher light. That's right. Yeah. If, if you really want to prove that you are not alone. Uh, how many of you have been to a 3D movie where What's on the screen comes in right at you. Yeah. You were given these goggles. We got red light and blue light on them, right? Yeah. That's, that's how you see the 3D. Take those goggles, tear them apart, take the blue light, put it on top of the red light, and glue it right to your cell phone camera. Wow. Walk around the house and take pictures because the, the, um, the camera in the cell phone will adjust itself up to where it can see something. Oh, wow. And now you are breaking the light specter. You will see them in your house. Take it outside, point it into the sky. You will see ships flying by. I've had people tell me that they use night vision with infrared light and they could yeah. see all kinds of stuff going on. So they're that's, here. They're not hiding. That's they're exactly. Protect, they're protecting the ones that aren't ready. That's yeah. what they're doing. Because the, the red one, that is the one on the, the goggles. That's the one with the infrared light. So yeah, you have amazing. that now on top of the lens. Go and try it and let I'm me know what to. you see. I really want to hear from you. Yeah. I want to try that. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> oh, boy. And, uh, this is an exciting time to be alive. It oh, really it is. is. This has been so fun. Gosh, the hour is just about gone. But let people know where they can, uh, well, your website and where they can uh, touch with uh, contact with you. And uh, tell them how they can reach you. Because we only scratched the scratch on the scratch that will scratch into the scratch. 
of the yes. surface here. <laughs> we have to do this again because there's still a lot of stuff I could tell people. But oh, I yes. Don't have yeah. the time to think of it all. Yeah. But time, my website is timeforadisclosure.com and I have a contact me on there. And there's also a forum where you can read some of the articles or, or some of the things that, that I've experienced even or, or other people's experiences. And you can uh, comment on those and, and people, and you can even have other people comment on your comment and so it's a safe place and um so i have that and then i have of course my facebook page time for disclosure slash we've never been alone so there i am an administrator and i'll watch over and try to keep it as peaceful and safe as i can so either there you way go. there yes. you go yeah. all right well uh, I got to ask you uh, if you can come back uh, maybe in a month or two. I'd love to have you come back. Talk about Oh, I would love to. I've other had so stuff. Much fun. This yeah. is my favorite subject. I love it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. And uh, for the people out there watching us now, <clears throat> come on back to Broadcast Team Alpha and the uh, Paranormal Show because we're going to have more great guests for you. And we always try to keep it interesting. And uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell because that will help us a lot. And then we will see you next week. And in the meantime, be good to each other. Yes, peace. <laughs>